Hi, it's Vaya, and this is Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast. You're listening to part two of episode 32. Part one covered the big heatwave disaster day on February the 29th. So check that out if you haven't already. And now we'll jump back into part two, which covers the rest of the week with me and Kate. If you do enjoy our podcast, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or a review on iTunes and send us your thoughts anytime because we always want to make it better for you. So enjoy part two. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbours. All right. Into March, Tuesday. <laughs> Suze is down for the count. Doug's wandered off and finds... He bumps uh, into Imi. 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 Yeah. Imogen. She's like, Pop, what's the go, mate? You're wandering around on your own. And he can't remember anything. He mentioned something about Susan, didn't he? But, well, but it was more like, oh, where's Susan? She's a person I know. But Imogen was like, why are you on your own? And he didn't know. He mentions shopping with Susan. So then Josh comes over and he decides to take Pop to the hospital while Imogen does a scout around for Susan. Yeah. Doesn't think to call, call Carl. Carl. Or the cops or... Anybody she knows, just, she knows everybody else. Say, okay, we've got a middle-aged woman who suffers from MS and is out alone in the heat. Mm, is currently um, teppanyakiing it up on the, the road. <laughs> it was teppanyaki on that. It's, it's the classic scenario. She had her face done on the asphalt. That is that is going to give you some decent burns. I mean, you've seen people fry eggs on the sidewalk <laughs> on a hot day. That's it's not not a great time. Susan, Susan Jerky by the time she's done. It takes the whole episode for Imogen to find Susan. We'll leave that aside. Yeah. The, the mediation is now happening. Uh, Steph's breaking out into even more of a sweat yeah. than everyone else around her. She's starting to get a bit dizzy and Toadie suggests putting off the mediation and she's like, no, nah, we're doing this, we're doing this. I'm like, which is a terrible idea. And that's the moment where you actually need to pay for a lawyer and don't get one for free yeah. because Toadie should have just drawn the line there and said, no, she's not acting in a rational manner. This is going to all go to shit. Yeah. And also he could have just sent her home and gone to the mediation on his own. I mean, lawyers speak for their clients all the time. Yeah. Hang on. This is my favourite little screen grab from the week. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's staff talking to Toadie and it's the subtitles of her saying, but I've just been to the pharmacy on Anthony's Corner. Now, I listened to that a few times, and it actually sounds like she's saying Anthony's Corner. Really? Yes. Maybe Anthony's Corner is a new housing development that's uh, a subsidiary of Anson's Corner. No. Well, if you look at Toadie's expression, you can see that that is the moment where he realises staff is certifiably batshit insane. <laughs> she can't even say Anson's Corner anymore. Now, Steph starts to unravel during this meeting, and keeps trying to assure Pip that she's fine. I've, I call Philippa Pip now, thanks time. Okay. And Philippa and Pip decides that she wants to report the breach of the um, visitation order because uh, Chuck was hanging out with Steph Which while he was in Melbourne. She should have done. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. She's been pretty blasé about the whole thing. Mm. And then Steph in her... Um, Has like a bit of a crazy outburst. And yeah, and in her um, depleted mental state suggests an ultimatum. It's like, well, why don't we just get Charlie to decide who he wants to live with? Which is a bit story of Solomon, you know, who the oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the child between the two mums. Yeah, she's gotten biblical. Yeah, so basically Steph wants to chop Charlie down the middle yeah. share them, share him. And that's how that meeting goes. And also Pip, completely unaffected by the hot weather, everybody else is wilting, as you do mm. in 45 degree no, her, her linen suit shirt is like still nicely pressed, you know no sweat stains. She, she plays it off like, oh, well, I'm acclimatised to it. And you know what I, I call that bullshit, Vaya. Why? Because I know that it doesn't get that hot in tropical countries. Have we are the only it's it's oh. outside of the tropical zones is where it gets hot as shit. Right. So have you been to Fiji? I haven't. Because you've got a spreadsheet open. What's going on? But I, I was deeply suspicious and I looked up the maximum temperature ever recorded in Fiji. Brilliant. Right? Okay. 43, 44, 37.8. 37. We had that yesterday. 37. That's a walk in the park. Exactly. That, that's, that's just like an average high temperature in Melbourne. I mean, 45 is ridiculous. Yeah. It, I don't think I've ever experienced 45 degree heat. But 37.8, yeah, that's a hot day. Yeah. So then that somehow and has acclimatised her to a 40 yeah, degree heat wave. the hottest ever day yeah. in Fiji. 
So bullshit, Philippa. Bullshit. <laughs> she's just really great at pretending nothing yeah, phases I know. her. I reckon she's just like wearing an ice vest under the whole thing and she's just she just <laughs> nails playing po- it cool. She nails poker face. She'll be yeah. great in a courtroom. Yeah. Now, Paul and Drage, this they have my full attention because they are mid-pash. Yes. And you know what Tarage said? What? Actually, sorry, I don't know if it was Tarage or Paul. No, that's right. But this is where the line came in. Been wanting to do this since last time. Paul, yes. Ring a ding ding. They banged last time 100%. Oh, that's what made you think that they banged. No, yeah. I thought he just meant the kiss. I've been wanting to kiss you again since last time. No. They've been, they've been playing hide the stump before. Okay, I'm willing to I'm yeah. willing to buy it. No, no, I, I wanted it to go there. They have a cute little repartee. He was, she was saying, oh, I, I couldn't tell. You've been hard to read. Just no, no, he's not. He's never hard to read. No, no. He's looking pretty one track mind. Yeah. The thing is, that's when old mate Pastori Josh. Oh yes. You know it's bad news when you've got Pastori Josh on the other side of a closed stump, door. Stump blocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he didn't try and shoot the door down. He just knocked. <laughs> and Tarage and Paul start to scramble and they're busted in their bathrobes and her son's on the other side of the door. So yeah. they start running for their clothes while going, come and help us get out of here, but not too fast because we're half naked. <laughs> and did you notice they both went into the bathroom at the same time to strip down and put their clothes on? So they've oh, clearly yeah. seen each other in the buff, which is a bit, of, a bit of fun. <laughs> Josh is there because he's trying to find Jimmy because no one can locate him because he's gone off with Rando. Yeah, I'd like to think he's fallen down the well. Jimmy's down the well. Yeah, because they did check the well, didn't they? <laughs> somebody needs to like fill that well in Kyle had time to check the well the uh, tunnels under the school which should also have been burnt to a crisp hang on tunnels under the school yeah. bullshit there's tunnels under yeah, the school don't you remember that's where he ran away to last this... time when Steph found him that was a corridor though yeah but they were calling it tunnels under the school that's bizarre <laughs> what planet are they on that sounds like something out of um the famous five yeah <laughs> well we've got people down okay, wells yeah mm. Kyle's checked all of that in like an hour mm. and the skate park, which apparently Erinsborough has as well. Yeah, we haven't seen that either. No, it sounds fun. But you didn't get to the Grove of Trees, which is the only other place yeah. aside from Sonia's nursery. So Tarage and Paul are like, well, we've got to go find Jimmy and we'll help. And Tarage makes the point of saying, we're going to look separately though. Don't come with me. <laughs> and Paul's like, all right, fine. <laughs> give, in, give me the kibosh mm. two seconds after you, we're tonguing off. So off they go to find Jimmy Look, I reckon they should be calling in the police divers at this stage for Lassiter's <laughs> Lake. The police aren't anywhere near to be found on this very stressful day. Oh, no, they're, they're nowhere. I'm just like, I'm so disgusted at Erinsborough Primary. There'd be some, like, there'd be articles in the local paper lawsuits. about um, primary school students being kicked out left. on a stinking hot day. And just left to wander yeah. the streets. Oh, it's a worry. So Paul and Tarage go off to look for Jimmy, but... They only seem to look for him in the nursery. They don't look for him anywhere else. <laughs> Maybe, like, Tarage needs to pick up, like, a $600 garden ornament at the same time. And which tween boys hang out at the nursery on a hot day when mm. they've got out from school? Nobody hangs out at the nursery on a hot no. day because it would be even hotter and more humid there. And you're a little boy and three of your neighbours have pools. Mm. You'd be going mm. into one of them. Oh, my God. Has someone looked under the tarp in the hot tub? <laughs> He's just on the boil. <laughs> He's just simmering face, face down in a Jimmy soup. Uh, uh, so they've done a few laps of the nursery mm. and then they stop for a juice. That's when Paul actually gives Tarage the brush off and says, I just need you as a friend right mm. now, which come on, Paul, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. It's She's ridiculous. a catch. So that's a shame, but clearly mm. that's on the back burner and we'll come back to it. Now, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. So Jimmy's walking down the grove of trees near Kate's shoes. He's now abandoned... He's, he's left crazy lady yeah. there. Yeah, he, he, just, he just runs off. He just yeah, went off somewhere, which is fair enough. Yeah. This slow-moving child abductor. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she keels over, doesn't she? So she's the second person to collapse on this very hot day. Yeah. And, like, slumps against a tree yeah. where Carl Kennedy finds her. Yeah. Carl, not wearing his wedding ring, yeah. is, is um, her knight in shining armour. Yes. And he says, aren't you lucky? I'm a doctor. Yeah. And he calls the Ambos and then... Like revives yeah, her. But, you know, like she's fainting in that and he's just got her slumped against the tree stump instead of, you know, putting her in the recovery position on the ground. They don't teach. They don't teach. No. They don't teach basic first aid at Erinsborough <laughs> Hospital. Why not let it put her in a spot where she can fall over and knock her head on yeah. some tree roots? Yeah. <laughs> Another dark day for mm. Erinsborough Hospital staff. Oh, yeah. And then after that, Carl went to the nursery where yes. he bumped into um, Tarage and Paul. 
and they chatted for a while and then Paul said, oh, have you found Suze? Yeah, Paul waits for Carl to order an orange and mango juice and pay for it and calmly sit there before he says, found your wife? <laughs> no, no. Don't worry about sounding the alarm. She's fine. Nobody rang Carl. Nobody I, has seen her. But Carl really is kind of the grown-up drab, isn't he? he yeah. You know he's, he's useless as hell. Yeah, it's the med- he's hiding behind that medical degree like he's useful, but he's not. Imagine how many people has Suze helped yeah. over the years. She would go out of her way to help every single neighbour. Nobody's looking for her when she's cooking on the pavement. Susan did an emergency tracheotomy for Lou when he'd collapsed <gasps> in the yes. um, cafe. Okay. Yeah, under the, the rafter. <laughs> over the phone. She's a miracle worker. Yeah, nobody gives a shit no. when she falls Carl over. can't do basic first aid. So we now we find Jimmy. So, so there's two missing people and two collapsed people yeah. on this hot day. Jimmy has wandered over to a tire pit or like a pile of tires. It's probably out the back of the community garden or something. Yeah, it looks like the the Stephen Avery auto salvage yard from Making a Murderer. <laughs> I don't know how he found this place, and that's where Amy finds him. That was convenient. Mm. And then at the end of Tuesday, Imogen finds Susan, and she for some. And by some, some miracle, somehow she wasn't run over. No, she wasn't run over wasn't because burned. we know it's a high traffic area that road because that isn't that where Drab and Dead Cop had their stoush leading Dead Cop to become Dead Cop. So they take we, we, the turns. We've seen so many scenes on that very stretch of road, but the asphalt doesn't retain the heat because no, she ha- didn't have like third degree burns on her no. cheek. All right, Wednesday. Oh, and now we learn at the end of Tuesday that it wasn't just some uh, child abductor that took Jimmy. Amy sees this woman in the hospital and says, mum. So mm. we knew it was going to be a relative of Amy's because, yep. you know, they always blow in at a moment's notice. Well, we actually very rarely get genuinely random people in Erin's yeah, borough. Yeah. So we're at the hospital where half of Erin's borough has taken up residence. Uh, it's, it's another dark day for Erin's borough yeah. hospital. Susan has some dehydration. That's all. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Although we do learn that it has caused her to have some kind of heat MS. Her MS is flared up in the heat. Amazing. Didn't know it was a thing. I actually would have thought that, I don't know, wouldn't they have like a drip in her, maybe like put some kind of ice around her or something like that to cool her down? She was just having a lie down. She's fine. Now, Drab had apparently sent his apologies. Thanks, Drab, for nothing. Because he said he wasn't looking after Doug and that's why it all went down. What a sack of shit. What was he doing? Susan is his boss. What was he doing? Was he maybe he was at the school making sure kids had somewhere to go? Nah, he would have been banging laws somewhere, probably in the woodshed. Oh, how is this? No one is looking after this old man. And Doug sent chocolates over because he felt guilty. Probably melted. That he ones. nearly killed Susan. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, all the um, food at all the shop, like cafe at Harold's and the Waterhole, is out because they yeah, don't their the fridges aren't out, working. Yeah, but you know, at the very least, Drab could do like. Buggery apologies is actually getting Susan's car towed and yes. repaired because Doug stuffed it up. We'll fashion her a new one out of wood. <laughs> now, we find out that Amy Williams's mother is called Nene. Or yeah. as I like to call her, watch me Nene. Watch me flip, <laughs> flip, watch me Nene. Um, it's apparently a uh, nickname for Nina. Nina. Yep. I guess we can't have two Ninas because Delta played it. Delta Goodrum was Nina. She was born to try. Yep. Yep. She is a nurse by trade. She's quit her latest nursing job in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. And she's here. And you know they love to bring in like a controversial nurse. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's that's We've half got of... Crutch. We've yeah. got Georgia with her social justice and the sexual harassment. Erinsborough Hospital wouldn't be standing without its um, shonky nursing no. staff. Where is Firecrotch? Didn't she take up a job with Erinsborough Hospital or did she just transfer her out when Steph wouldn't take her back? I think she got the ass when it was revealed that she was in on the operation, Toadie's operation. Okay. <laughs> and then she got sacked. I'm surprised they didn't just make her conduct operations after that. They're like, you're experienced <laughs> enough. You saw one. So she continues her flirtation with Carl, who's her presiding doctor. And he yeah. turns on the bedside manner and misleads her a bit as to how friendly he is. Carl, why not actually just go and sit with your wife for a bit, <laughs> who nearly died? Just tell your workmates, I'm taking a couple of hours for lunch. I'm taking long lunch because my wife's nearly yeah. dead. And they'd be quite understanding, I'm sure. He wouldn't even have to report that. No. He'd just go and sit with his wife. And yeah, and Nene's fine. Nurses could have taken care of her. Mm. She's a nurse. She could have no, no, sorted just... herself out. And 
he befriends Nini and says, why don't you, oh, you're new to town, come round to our place for a meal. Mm. Yeah, because that's professional, Dr. Carl. Oh, yeah. And then she reads way into that. And she goes, oh, we're too old to beat around the bush. She does not waste a second. No, no, before she's, putting the she's got on. that predatory gleam in her eye. She's like, I'm not getting any younger. And uh, come on, seriously, Carl, is, how is he a lady killer? He's had affairs before. He knows how this goes. How did he not read those signs? Mm. Now we jump over to Paige and Courtney. And now it looks like, oh, Courtney is still living with the, the Brennan bros. Yeah, so Courtney is Tim Collins's surprise daughter who works at the bar and gets it on with whoever is, whichever bloke is single at the time. Yeah. And somehow she's become besties with Paige after she humiliated Paige in that lecture or in, in the tube. Yeah, she went from hating Paige to wanting to go out on the town with I Paige. I realised they were kindred spirits, like party girls. Oh, yeah. They went, yeah. our need to party outweighs our um, dislike for each other. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to get her on the rebound. Like, you've, you've been broken up with your fiancé for two weeks now. Like, come yeah. on. What are you waiting for? Exactly, exactly. The world is your oyster. Get on Tinder. Let's go. And well, now Court's been living with the Brambros, she realises what a dull bullet Paige actually dodged. <laughs> and how... So she's broken up with Tyler now. Where is she living? I thought she moved in with them. No, well, hang on. Did she actually break up with him? Because I thought there was a thing where, like, they nearly broke up and she's just like, nah, cut the crap. Come on. And they didn't break up. Oh, I'm just a care factor. Because then Imogen tried to break them up or something. Yeah, yeah. When she's all like, oh, did you meet a slutty girl from a cleavage? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for for slut-shaming this girl after how many hours of gender studies, Imogen. Yeah, I know. Get back to your feminist theory class because you clearly need to do some homework, Imi. So the Brembros are all sitting around in the dark in their lounge, which I assume in the dark so they don't have any power, so I don't even know why they were sitting on their couches, on the velvet couches, no less, when they could have just been sitting in their pool with a beer. Yeah, have a, can we do a pool count? So we've got, obviously, the Turner household has a pool. Yes, that's a brand new pool. Toadie's that was always, put in by Lusicus. Yeah, Toadie's always had a pool. Yep. Um, Tash Williams, like, nearly died in it. And now the Brennan brothers. They've always had a pool. That's the pool that was the Ramsey's pool right. back in the day. And the Cannings have a hot tub. Yeah, the sex tub. So there are four bodies of water in that street that people could be luxuriating in on this there's, hot day. There's only two houses that don't have some sort of swimming yeah. arrangement. So they go out on the town and we only hear about it the next day because they're they are luxuriating in the pool on floaties the next mm. on inner tubes the next day, talking about their night out. And that's where Brennan comes out to clear the air with Paige and buys her a present. Like, sorry I arrested you at our wedding. Here is a present as a peace offering. Yeah. Uh okay. no, go away. No. And the present is a laptop bag, so she can take her laptop to uni. Yeah. Okay. Now we discussed this on Twitter, didn't we? Yeah. How is she getting her laptop around before this point? She's just carrying it naked. <laughs> That's a bit dangerous. I mean, I do that with my phone, but like your whole those MacBook. Things, those things get scratched pretty easily. <laughs> uh, she only ever used that laptop when she was getting catfished by that Ah, but, the, but then the question, question's being raised. Wasn't that the family computer? Ew. Because remember, no. that's when Bales was on it as well. So yeah, Brennan, don't be a cheapskate. Buy the girl an actual laptop if yeah, she needs one. And maybe like refund her the cost of some like her wedding expenses to you. Mm. Hey, why don't we return this and we can put that towards the deposit we put down for the caterers. And P.S. I'm sure Susan wouldn't, she would have been fully paid for yeah. her yeah. services. Yeah. So she, yeah. And Paige decides that she's moving on. Yeah, which is good. Good for her. Yeah. She's always had the most um, get up and go of yeah. any character in Erinsborough. And she's proactive. She doesn't yeah. need to sit around. And sitting around takes us over to Sheila. Sheila, I can't, I've, I've actually completely lost track of the amount of times she's passed out lately and had heart attacks. Yeah, so she had a panic attack last week. Right, and then the, the week after she's recovering Yeah, and she's given Xanthi a scare. Xanthi's been acting up and sees that Sheila's suffering and has the guilt. So Sheila yeah. bungs it on a bit and is like, well, yeah. I'm going to pretend I'm really frail. And she gets the – and what, the girls make her breakfast or something like that and then – yeah, I knew. look. Yeah, hey. um, Piper and Xanthi are cooking dinner, and which was weird because oh, that's right. Yeah, because they were like talking about chopping up potatoes, which really was unmissable drama. Yes, and Xanthi had a slab of meat that she was going to dice. You can buy that stuff pre-diced. Yeah, Xanthi, yeah. Pro tip. <laughs> also, the would you like potatoes in fingers or chunks? So just cut the thing. Yeah, like even pipes. Like man, I, my mother hasn't cooked ever, and I can work this shit out. Yeah. Piper's used to take away with all the trimmings, but she probably yeah. picked up a few things in Canada. Yeah. 
home cooking. So Sheila's enjoying the, the treatment. The easy life, yeah. Um, until she can't resist and she's raking up the leaves in the back garden. And busts some moves with the rake. Yeah, she's doing rake zumba. And then Xanthi sees her and accuses her of faking. Oh, there's, a, there's a full cat bum face going on there. Yeah. And then Sheila uh, gets so distraught at being accused she's, of fakery that she passes out again. Yeah, chest pains again. And it's all very much the the little grand who cried, cried wolf, wasn't yeah. it? And so she's on the ground. God, everyone spent this week on the ground. Yeah. And Okay, once again, 45 degrees. You don't go out into your backyard and dance with the no. rake. Although you I just think, go, I think I'm going to die. We're supposed to believe at this stage that the cool changes hit. No, but not entirely because it's still hot. Yeah, it's still hot. Everyone's still got a light sheen on them, except I've got a friend. And Maybe it's like mid-30s now. Well, I've got a friend, and we'll tweet a picture of this. My mate Scott was an extra during the heat wave. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. He and I was, I bailed him up the other night. I'm like, tell me everything. What was the weather like on that day? And he said it was actually freezing um, the day he was on set. God he, damn it. Yeah. But the orange made it look so hot. It looked so hot. I believed him. Although if you look in the in the background for the extras, they look normal. They don't have sweat. Yeah. They weren't hot. Because <laughs> we weren't hot. sprayed down. He said the temperature inside was normal, like on the sets. It would have been controlled. But outside, he said it was, he felt like it was 10 degrees. It was November when they shot yeah. all this. See, this is what a Melbourne summer is. Yeah. Utterly disappointing or boiling hot. Yeah. So he was cold outside and he was actually the guy in one of the scenes in the waterhole who's in a green flannel shirt. Yes. And there was actually somebody tweeted about him. Oh, he, got, he got a shout out. So I'll put the picture on uh, facebook.com slash neighbours podcast of my mate Scott. Scott McKenzie, very talented in the world of musical theatre, I might add. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. It's a great get for neighbours. They don't know the talent that sits silently in the waterhole. Yeah. Uh, so it was Miss Natsky, Natsky82, who said, why is the extra in the background wearing a flannel shirt in 500 degree weather? Firstly. Uh, well, it wasn't flannel, it was more check, but, you know, I'll pay that. Flanny, yeah, yeah. flanny-esque. He, well, I mean, it was his shirt, but he didn't make the call. Uh, Costume department would have made the call. They would have said, yep, out of your options. Don't go with your singlet, go with your flanny. You think they could have at least palmed off one of, like, Tyler's... Um, roomy armpitted <laughs> singlets. I wouldn't. No, I would. No. They probably okay. getting, They need to be getting dry cleaned. Those singlets. Uh, I asked him, did they like mop you down to make you all look sweaty? He's like, no, nah, only the main cast. They were putting oh, disappointing sheens, sheens of sweat. BYO spray bottle. Yeah. Uh, so he just had to sit there and have a normal conversation. And he said his mate was an extra with him that day, and she was sitting outside having a red wine. I'm like, who would order red wine on a, on a 40-degree day? So he thought that was weird as oh, well. Yeah. You need to get back into your extraing there and then I can come along and, and sip red wine with you in Lassiter's. <laughs> and why don't you just be an extra? You could do it. I could bring my baby with me, yeah. wouldn't I? Yeah. You could do mums and bubs at the childcare centre. Yeah. They might need mother and daughter duos. Yeah, no, look, I'm not taking her anywhere near Nell and her <laughs> homeopathic vaccinations. <laughs> That's very wise. So we leave... Wednesday, Sheila's had an attack and Kyle has to run in and check in on her. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we finish with Piper deciding that she'll have her technology ban lifted because she wants to make a video for Doug to remind him of all the stuff he's forgotten with his oh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. And you know what it's called? It's called a pop doc. You need to name a personal project that you do for your grandpa. You need to give it a yeah, sassy yeah. name. Well, it's actually very kind of Neighbours-esque name, yeah, isn't it? It's got to be on brand. It reminds me of um, Hot Doc. Yeah, you can't just make, you can't just call it a video of my grandpa. No. It has to have a name. Pop Doc. Doug Memories. <laughs> All right. Thursday. Colette Nan is in the hospital. That, it's been high traffic through Erinsborough Hospital this week and we know they can't handle it. You know what? They've actually got two hospital rooms at this stage. Whoa. Because Nini's in the room, which has also previously been seen as both a waiting room and... And an Carl's in, office? An interview room? And an, yeah. Yeah, an office, yeah. They're at max capacity. Mm. So Xanax has major guilts because she didn't believe Sheila when she fell over. She thought yeah. she was faking it. And Kyle, uh, out of spite, has called the DHS, the Department of Human Services, on yeah. his sister. Which is a class act. Yeah. And look, well overdue. Yeah. Because she's rolled up on their doorstep with, with no supervision and they're like, just come live mm. with us instead of let's call children's services and well, find out why a minor is roaming the countryside they, on her they own. They knew that Sheila was her temporary guardian why did actually, but why did they call DHS for that? Surely they, she could just stay with them without having to inform the DHS. Yeah, we've got other adults living in the house that can yeah. be 
give me food and mm. access to the house. So a representative from the DHS has come to suss out the situation in the hospital room and says that because Sheila's incapacitated, they have to take this 15-year-old out of the home where her older brother lives anyway. Mm. And it's come out that Kyle blew the whistle and he wanted to just give them – he wanted the, them to give her a scare. Like when little little kids don't eat their vegetables and their parents say they're going to call the police. So the outcome of all of that is that they take her out and say they're going to send Xanthi to a group home, which I think sounds like ace fun and that would rough her up a bit and I'd love to see what she would yeah. get up to in a group home. But no, we don't. sadly we don't get to see any of that. Do they do that to pretty young things? Not rough her up. I mean like... No, 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 no. But would they send her to a group home when she's clearly got a brother who wants her to stay with him? Yeah, surely that's taking the valuable place of someone who has no family. Yeah. And needs somewhere to stay. Under like the Lovelock Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's grim for the council. See, this should be the stuff that Sonia, Mayor Sonia, concerns herself with. Exactly. The trolls under the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) That have no space, that have no shelters because privileged young girls are taking their spots. Yeah. So Kyle's sad because he got his sister in trouble and now she's gone. Oh, actually, my favourite thing was um, Xanthi reading Sheila's chart and saying, what does tachycardia mean? What What does Sheila have? Well, tachycardia <laughs> is the proper pronunciation. So she's, look, she's really <laughs> struggling. with a heart. I don't know. Look, she has had some sort of heart attack, hasn't she? Yeah, no. Xanthi really needs to spend a bit more time in the Erinsborough High classrooms, but yeah. we can't because they got sent to home. So you can't be cancelling school when your students have learning difficulties. Mm. Okay. Oh, and Sheila is in a coma now. Oh, yeah. But there's nobody in her room nah. aside from her grandson and her her granddaughter. There's, they're too busy. There's no nurses. They're she's not capacity. in intensive care. They're just like letting her, like, I don't know, vegetate. Yeah, she's breathing. So no one's monitoring she's her. She's fine. This is the machine will beep if there's a problem. The machine will beep. <laughs> it's another dark day for Inspirer Hospital. Uh, side note: Piper wants to nominate. Is it Piper wants to nominate Drab for Citizen of the Year? Oh, you see, I this I'm definitely missed that because I, I my mind has exploded. Is it Piper? Someone, some fool wants to nominate Drab for the new Citizens of the Year award. Have they met this guy? I don't know, but I have to say on art on the Art of Neighbours Facebook page, yeah. and somebody really called it and said, "No, he's the shitizen of the year." Oh, shitizen of the year! Clap it in. <laughs> shitizen of the year. Unless they have a category for encouragement awards, like be be less of a deadbeat. In in the last year alone, he's done some terrible things. Yeah. Like he left Terage to roast under a locker in the the hallway. <laughs> oh, he wore that horrendous blue suit to Paige's wedding. wedding. Didn't offer to drive his granddaughter to the hospital, not sorry, to the airport when she was moving interstate. Yeah. Um, And he forced poor old Doug to come down to Melbourne rather than sticking him in a home. Out of his comfort zone. And then when he is down in Melbourne, barely looks in on him. Yeah. Just lets him wander around, fixing cars. (laughs) Tyler's long, we're looking at a photo of Tyler's long bob. It was they, the worst. He, he had his hair down a lot during that heat wave. It was an interesting It was not good. Situation. He needs to keep it slicked. He needs the ponytail. Oh, he needs the wh- um. While we're on hair talk, bun. while we're on hair talk, I love the heat wave for the fact that it gave Imogen a new hairstyle. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice. They put it half up, half down, and it looked great. It just because she's had the exact same haircut for two years now. Give that girl a fringe or some sort of side sweat. Give her part some layers, a fringe. It doesn't flatter her. Put your her, her hair, hair up. She's a gorgeous girl when she's styled mm. appropriately and they've dropped the ball. And she looked great in the heat wave because her hair was dry, was like drying naturally and she had a bit of a wave and yeah. a kink. Fantastic. Now, the other storyline tonight mm. was Paige is going on a mystery date that Courtney set yeah. up for her. Uh, which I wouldn't trust. Alarm bells would go off if yeah. Courtney wants to set me up on a date. But that said, Paige was smart. She did set up the date to be held in her mother's cafe. Yeah, in a public place. Uh, she's learnt from her catfishing past. Yeah. Have it in a public place. Yeah, her mum's around. Drab. Have it outside yeah. in case another pasty redhead turns up. And why is Drab... Has school been cancelled for the whole week now? Because he's not <laughs> at work. Nobody ever works. He's not at school. I mean, the only person we've seen work this week was Steph, and she even pissed off for half the day. She had a couple of jobs to do. 
Oh, and Josh was hanging around the cafe because Lauren was throwing out all the food that was going bad. I'm like, give it to Daniel. He doesn't care if there's spoiled food. Okay. He'll eat it out of the dumpster. Here's a scenario for you, Vera. Yeah. You own a cafe. Power's out at the cafe. Yeah. Power's on at home. Yeah. What do you do with the food in the fridge at the cafe? Take it to my home fridge. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Take it to the um, the poor homeless girl that lives under the bridge who could use a, who could use a feed. Get somebody, I don't know, Pastori Josh, to go down the bottle shop and buy like five bags of ice. Oh, no, they, they covered the ice. The servo was out. Servo was out of ice. They only tried one. I was going to say, there's more than one place you can buy ice. <laughs> On a hot day. Right. Now, Drab and Lauren pull up a chair and wait for Paige's date to arrive. Yeah, because they do not approve of their daughter, who is split up from Dull Cop. Cop. Yep. 21. Going on another date. And she's an adult. She can make her own decisions. I don't know what an appropriate length of time between like splitting up with your fiancé and meeting another guy is, but clearly Drab, he doesn't even allow any time. He he has overlap times between wife and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the next month now. So he yeah. knew Drab. By the way, you can hear background noise because we've got some plumbing issues at our apartment complex. <laughs> In the driveway. No, no, not there personally. I don't have, <laughs> Collectively. I don't have meta, plumbing issues. I don't have um, figurative plumbing issues. So we've got a plumber. We've got Dialer Kyle just out like the Tony, front. Just like Tony's plumbing issues. Dialer Kyle, Kyle's out the front of our um, Pirate Net Studios just tinkering away out there. So there's some weird noises. Um, now, the date is the lecturer of the gender studies class, which okay. Paige suddenly is enrolled in paid up. A uni student, whereas what? a week ago she was just um, auditing and just sitting in on a yeah. few classes. Okay, hang on. Just another question here. Why was a man running that class? Is Hey, look, gender bull- equality. Gender equality. Oh, bullshit. There. <laughs> if there is one lecturer role guaranteed to be filled by a, a, a woman, it would be the yeah. gender studies Actually, class. Actually, he's not even a lecturer. He's a tutor. He was running yeah. the tutes. So in that case, there was probably a female lecturer and then one of her he students. Was, he was probably a very earnest student. Yes. They put his Who's hand up. clearly in there just to get a few roots. Yeah. That's problematic yeah. on many levels in gender studies class. Yeah. So suddenly she's enrolled. She got a place. She's in that very class. She's besties with Courts. She had, they had spots for her to sign up. And Courts is in with him. And his name's Noel. Great name. And he rolls up for have this you, date. Have you ever met anyone called Noel? No. The only Noel I knew was on Felicity, starring Kerry Russell in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I know, I know Felicity, but... No, there's nobody called Noel. There's no real people called no, Noel. No, But Noel... Oh, Shannon Noel. <laughs> yeah, that's a different spelling. And it's his surname. <laughs> no one calls him Noel. Is Noelsy, if, Noel-Z, if anything. Yeah. Now, Drab starts spying on his daughter's daytime rendezvous. Oh, and he is throwing shade. Like, sorely needed shade in a heatwave, but yeah. it's still shade. Go back into your glass house there, Drab, and take a look around. Exactly. One... This guy doesn't look that old. He looks 25. Yeah. He looks younger than the dull cop. 30 at max. Exactly. And two, they didn't have an issue with their daughter dating a guy who's like 14 years older than her. No, not at all. Who'd just come out of a, he was grieving for his dead fiance. Yeah. And also banging Naomi or whatever. Yeah. That was hot. I love that. But Drab casting shade on any man's character. Yeah. But now that he's a citizen of the year, like shoe in. Citizen of the year. So... Also, they, someone mentions the ethical issue of um, staff dating their students at the uni. That is, and that is quite literally never, ever been raised in Neighbours history because what we had Kate, the old St. Kate Ramsey, yeah. who was uh, banging the, or not banging, but hit on the graffiti artist guy from yeah. the mural. Yeah. yeah. Um, Libby and a student. Oh, no, it's fine for high school students, Kate. Oh, it's, okay. Oh, it's okay. university students well, where actually, they draw the line. Uh, this harkens back to a Cody Willis storyline, oh. another Willis as well. So she was dating her lecturer and that ended in a weird way as well. It's really freaking me out how you can just dial this stuff up out of Oh, no, because it was creepy. Yeah. But no, it's, it's amazing. It's a gift what you have. If there was ever a Neighbours game show... You need to go I, on. I'm very sketchy on some years, though. But that's where you come in yeah. for the late 90s because yeah. you were still in high school and I was off having fun at uni, a la Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just a bit disappointed that it's taken a year and we didn't have Imi or Amber dating any of their um, supervisors at uni and Paige has to be the okay. one that gets all the fun at uni and she's been there two days. Within the next two years, I would say that Imi and Toadie have an affair. <gasps> oh, come on. He's an older man. Which they do love that. They Legal. love a bit of a May December relationship. Yeah. 
Um, he's smart, allegedly. I mean, he's a lawyer. He's got the most education of any man in the street, aside from Carl. Eden Hill's educated. I That'd be kind of fun. But I've got heard rumours that she's leaving. Isn't she? Maybe I... I don't know. No, they I were hope. just prayers. Oh, prayers. No, <laughs> I'll look... I wouldn't mind it. I just want her to have some fun because Daniel is not fun. No. Oh, so tedious. Now, Paige cottons on to the fact that her parents are leering at her across the courtyard mm. and judging her date, packs it up and takes it over to... To Grease Monkeys. Grease Monkeys. Yeah, because it's suddenly a progressive dinner at this point. Yeah. Like, do they have the entree at Harold's? <laughs> Of I don't know the what, main at Grease Monkeys. What did she have? Fried octopus at Harold's. A yeah. bit of have a have a burger at Grease Monkeys, yeah. and then finish up with a, a what is it? The smoothie down at the nursery. Oh, smoothie at the nursery. I was going to say no. Have a um a Charlie's special cocktail at um the waterhole. I oh, know the waterhole's gone down the tube since the heat wave. They don't have ice mm. for the cocktails. So uh, um yeah, yeah. Drab and Laws very upset mm. that she's dating a so called older man who's probably younger than her fiance. Yeah. yeah. And so um, Dull Cop walks past them. They're like, oh, yeah, what are you up to? You know, can we ha- can you stop and have a chat? And if I was him, I'd be like, oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, I really want to hang out with my ex-fiance's parents. Yeah, in the middle and of the day. Particularly you two of everybody in Aaron Sparrow, you're the worst. And actually, I'm a cop and I um, am questioning the fact that you're not with your students right now, Drab. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's been a hard week. <laughs> you need to be keeping an eye on them. <laughs> And so Drab spills the beans and just says she's on a date. Now, she barely knows the guy's name. Yeah. She knows he's called Noel. She's met him once before. And they're having a burger. She knows he's very sensitive to um, gender issues. Yeah. They're having a gourmet burg. Let them have lunch. Move on with your life. Mm. But no, so now Brennan has feelings. Yeah, he, he doesn't approve of the date. No, but then now he's got to come to terms with the fact that they're all moving on. And this is where he decides he's going to go on the prowl as well. And so he sits down with Aaron and starts scrolling through all these options. I did miss this part. Yeah. What happened? Well, no, just he's just spitballing a few ideas. Like, how do you meet girls? And he's looking through Tinder or whatever he is. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, Hang on. And this is with Aaron? Yeah. Or Tyler? Oh, well, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron's well, grinder, like, surely. Aaron, well, Aaron's rolling his <laughs> eyes. I actually thought Aaron was going to try and convert him at that point. He's going, look, mate, there's... Mate, there's, I know you're my brother, but look, you are like reasonably attractive. Yeah, we, more, we are the two best looking guys in the street. There's more fish in my seat. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Um, and we finished Thursday with Nini reuniting with Paul Robinson, who's brought her a bunch of uh, kiwi fruits packed in a gift bag. Uh, as, <laughs> Which as, would be attractive. Yeah. Did they look like little hairy yeah. man bits? Yeah, they did. Yep. But he put them in a nice green gift bag. So he printed them up. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what, he probably got them out of the dumpster from the Erinsborough fruit shop. Uh, at the back of Harold's. <laughs> Laura's Loz, she would have <laughs> chucked, just chucked everything. Even the <laughs> things these that, didn't even need to be refrigerated. Even the non, They're gone. <laughs> even the non-perishables. <gasps> no, maybe it was from the juice bar. Oh, yeah, because no one's looking after the nursery. No. This was supposed to be a throwback to their little union, their tryst where they conceived Amy in New Zealand. That one, the, one night with the, in, in Rotorua. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that how Amy has a Kiwi accent but not Nini. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Um, and it's this is where it's revealed that Nini wants a job and she's put the moves on Carl, but Carl has to then clarify his intentions. It's hours. He lets hours go by before yeah. he goes to see Nini oh, and he, say... He loves a casual yeah. flirt. He was like, oh, oh, I'm married. Sorry, sorry. And But you know, he's my number anyway. Yeah. No skin off her nose. And in fact, then she meets Susan and she realises, hey, I've got a good 15 years on Susan here. I've, I've, I've got a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. No one's doing better than Suze. But then Susan, there's a really beautiful moment where Nene heads off to stay with the Cannings in their 5,000-bedroom household. And Carl tells Susan that Nene had, had a crack. And Susan pierces herself laughing. Mm. She's she's loving it. She's like, good on you. You can still get it. Like slapping yeah, him on the arm. I don't know. I call bullshit on that because <laughs> she is so sensitive about women hitting on him. Remember the whole like Sarah Beaumont yeah, shit? Sarah was like a young model, more or less. I don't know. I still reckon old Nini's hotter looking than Sue's. Well, we just... We and, part, and he, we, he is faithless. Well, we just have to agree or disagree. Okay. Team Sue's. Team Sue's. <laughs> and that's Thursday. Yeah. And we'll get jump into Friday and round it all off. I've just run out of steam since Monday. Like the rest of the week, I just know didn't live we, we up could to have it. done like just a whole podcast yeah. on Monday. I might have to. If I'll split it up into two. Um, so okay, Friday, Sheila's still conked out, and we learn that Xanax has been sent to a group home in Anson's Corner. 
So at least she'll have nice baked goods yeah. at the ready. Tell you who I hope's there. Yeah. Erin's daughter, Kat. Oh, Kat. I liked Kat. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen more of her. Yeah, I imagine that's where yeah. she would be. But what is sweet is that Xanthi comes back to the hospital to see Sheila and she's fashioned a little bouquet out of brightly coloured pom-poms, which I thought was quite a nice touch. Yeah, she alleges that she made them the night before at yeah. the group home. Which I thought maybe they had craft session. They had someone led a craft mm. craft noon. she just nicked them down the shop somewhere. Or one of the other girls made them at the group yeah, home yeah. and Xanthi's like, I'll have that. There's a whole lot of gear here about Sheila finding out that Xanthi's been taken out of the home. Yeah. Because meanwhile, Kyle and Amy have set up a meeting with the rep from the DHS, the caseworker. At the hospital. Yeah, there's a spare room, apparently. Well, now Nini's gone home. There yeah. is a room. So they can vacate that spot and yeah, put them in. Yeah, it's gone back to a waiting room. Because, like, yeah. yeah, I can just go to my local hospital and book out their conference rooms. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why not? Instead of going to like a cafe. And, and they are dressed up like they're going to a wedding. Yeah, they look schmick. Like, mm. Um, Amy's got the hair it's, pulled back nicely. It's the best Amy's ever looked in yeah, She looks gorgeous. At this point, they're trying to convince the caseworker that Xanthi's happy and got a good life with them. And Xanthi, not so sure. And this is where Sheila storms in. And she comes in and basically calls Carl a nincompoop and that he doesn't know what he's talking about and that they need to let her granddaughter come and stay And with the DHS her. one was all like, oh, so you blamed her for your grandmother's heart attack? He's like, like oh, oh, yeah. I did, but now I don't. So anyway, for some reason, that's all okay. And because Sheila came in and kicked up a stink that, okay, this is a stable home. I'm returning this teenager to it. And but poor Zankan's still asking questions about her mum. Has no one rung that Bali yeah, prison yet? Yeah, she did look like she missed her mum a bit, mm. her grifter mother. But no, they're playing cards and then they're all okay. Back with Steph and Toadie. Oh, yeah. And, and Steph is, is whinging about how, how many emails she's got in regards to the Erinsboro. Yeah, from who? I don't know, from supplies maybe, but you, I actually, there was this great mo- moment where yeah. Sonia was behind her and you could just see her rolling her eyes. It's like, it's called running a business, love. Yeah, like, That's what happens. Yeah, you should see my nursery emails. I'm never there. They're piling up. Jim's <laughs> mowing wants to come in and do some weed whacking. <laughs> so I can understand the suppliers want to get into the Erin's burrow mm. because it needs to be refurbished. Well, clearly somebody's already gotten in with those monogrammed bathrobes. Yeah, they were the first order of business. Mm. It's like, do we need to do some structural... No, bamboo cotton bathrobes. <laughs> First, priority, um, monogram. Do we need to lay new carpet? Do we need to um, replumb any of this? Do we need to get the, the bug? Ex- exterminator? Exterminator yeah, in? No, no. No, monogrammed bath towels and bathrobes. So uh, Pip has now flown back to Fiji. She's like done two of those flights in a day. She's, she's going to have DVT up the wazoo now. <laughs> <laughs> They've booked in this Skype call with Steph and Charlie and meanwhile, Toadie's ordering Charlie a gift of a Bombers jersey, like an Essendon football jersey <laughs> Which online. is, look, you're a Bombers fan, aren't you? No, Catherine, CJ. Oh, CJ. Yeah. Look, it's a sensitive issue whenever I hear my football mm. team mentioned these days because we've we've had quite a few issues. Yeah, and I don't... look, I love that Toadie has always supported he's, the Bombers. He's flying the flag, but he's in denial about this Asada drug scandal. Like, oh, he's... Man. It's just... There's like a feeling of shame I now have about my club. It's um, quite interesting. He's clearly just got his head in the sand. The best part of this, though, is that he's wanting to order Charlie a Bombers yeah. jumper. Did he when ask? He's, but when Charlie's real dad is, in fact, the president of the Collingwood Football Club. Hey, yes. Mm. Yeah, no, Charlie's not barracking for Essendon. Not this year, anyway. But what happens is Charlie uh, Steph puts the call into Chuck and he tells her via Skype that he wants to stay in Fiji. Like, why wouldn't you? Sounds like and a ball looked, over there. He looked like a stunned mullet on Skype. And the more stunned he gets, the more excited she is to talk to him. Yeah. And the more loving she is to him. And like, Steph, he's boring. He, She's literally paying him more attention on this Skype call than she did in person. Yeah. Like, why would he actually want to know her? She was so disinterested in him at, and, when she saw him in person. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'll come and visit you in your share house. When yeah. I can just stay here and chill on the beach. With- yeah, and like probably go to a nice international school over in Fiji. Yeah, you know, like run around. I've got this stepmother who feeds me dinner and tucks me into bed at night. Just flies me around the world at a moment's notice yeah. whenever I want. Ace fun. Now, Doug, okay, I need to be honest here. And this is going to, might speak to my character, but whatever. I have zero interest in Doug's Alzheimer's. I understand it's a very real problem in our society. I understand that it must be a bitch to live with. But it's, it's it's actually just super depressing at 6.30pm. It's, it's grim. 
it's also been done to death on TV and movies. Watch The Notebook. We're done. Like, I don't well, need they're, any they're more. playing it off as kind of the disease of the week, isn't it? Oh. Like, previously it was the baby guts thing. Oh, with um, Baby Blander. Yeah. Um, and then Susan's MS that pops back and forth. And Imogen's bulimia never resurfaced. Mm. I guess she had that under control. But Paul's like, leg. This is, like, it's terrible. But it is. It's super depressing, I've though. I've seen this story. I've seen and it, this it story. It doesn't touch my heart. It just makes me go, "Oh, come on! Just uh, give me more per story, Josh." You know, times yes. are tough when I'm saying oh, that. Oh wow, that is rough. Yeah, because it's been done. There's nothing new that's happening here. No, it's it, it's just it, the new thing is that Susan made him change the car radiator. That was weird. Mm. Everything else has I'd be happened. Quite, I'd be questioning Susan's mental health at that stage. H- him forgetting his kids. It's been done. Him forgetting where he is, it's been done. Him forgetting that he doesn't live on Ramsey Street anymore. Well, they did actually manage to escalate it a little bit tonight. Why? Oh, yeah, you saw it during, after the pop talk. Okay, so, yeah, 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 obviously. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get on to this. So Piper's making pancakes with Doug and it was a cute little scene. Uh, and he mentions that he visited her in Canada. Amazing. Brilliant. None Someone of, did, at least that's good. Yeah, we know Tarage went over for a week, but none of, the, none of her other family members went over. Oh. Just gramps. And he um, asks after Chaz. He says, I met Chaz while I was there. How's he going? And Piper's like, Ixnay on the Azche. We mm. don't talk about him because, you know, my theory. It's one of the family members that um, assaulted her. Now, was somebody else questioning whether Chaz was, in fact, a woman? Ooh, I love it. Maybe it's like Charlotte. Love it. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm all for that. I could, Piper could be fluid. Hmm. I support this. Now, Josh is back from Brisbane, which I guess he stayed one night. To visit oh, his yeah. baby girl. Like, um, Josh, we actually didn't miss you. Come on, just stay, stay away. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like, couldn't they have given Imogen his dialogue in this episode and let him be in Brisbane for at least a weekend? Please, for the love of God. And now he's acting like he's suddenly bonded with this kid yeah. because he's had no, a few it's cute crazy. video chats with her. Whatever. And this kid will be more bonded with bloody Munter and Bailey. Mm, yeah. At this point, Pipe sets up her phone, which she now learns she's learned how to use it in landscape because Aaron yeah, taught amazing. her amazing yeah. and she's doing this little q a sesh with doug to remind him of all his happy memories yeah and he's actually he remembers when she was born which i find that hard to believe because we didn't we didn't no one ever talks about piper being born no no and how um you know he nearly missed being at the hospital when she was born which isn't a thing in australia you don't have your father-in-law come in to gape at your nether regions while you're giving birth <laughs> No, you just put a call in when she's here. After, yeah, and say, oh, look, a uh, little girl's here, yeah. little Piper. Like, Piper? What the? Yeah, um, he's gone, that's a weird choice. Or well, Cody, I guess. It's also yeah, actually, weird. Yeah. Uh, now, he cracks it because he can't remember things, because as you do, and he pushes Piper over and it's caught on video. Oh, first of all, he calls her Ned. <laughs> now we know what Ned looks like. Apparently he looks like a woman with, like, pink hair. He looks like he's in a grunge band from the 90s. Yeah. And yeah, and then so then they're showing like the the footage from mm. the phone, yeah, and then he like brushes her off and manages to like king hit her, <laughs> and yeah, she got coward punched by Gramps, and she's on the ground, and then Josh finds her, and she assures him that they have to keep it under wraps. Well, you know what? If there's one person on the street who'd be pretty adept at hiding domestic violence injuries, it'd be Josh. He's no, caused a few in his life. He knows how to hide those bruises. He wants to blow the whistle on it though. He's like, no, he's now he's now made a move on um, Dad's girlfriend. There's only one Willis man who's allowed to be a complete dead shit, and that's me. At a time. Well, it was... Well, it kind of swaps me. It's him and... Him it's and just all bad news. They're all bad. The you know what? We should turn it into a, its own term, like to be a bit of a Willis. Yeah. Like... Yeah, actually, yeah. That, like I think pulling that works... a Homer from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can be a bit of a Willis. Yeah. Um, if you're being a bit of a mm. dead, dead shit. So... She wants to bury it, that Gramps is in mm. a bit of strife, even though Josh doesn't think that's a good idea. And when Josh is the voice of reason, it's things are yeah. dire. This yeah. is why I thought they should have given his lines to Imogen because she, she exactly. would talk better sense. Um, and we round off, what a week. Everyone's back to normal temperatures now because the orange filter's gone on. Gone I know, away. it actually looks like it normally does outside. Yeah, like Steph's hair looks blonde again, not mm. orange. And she's freaking out. And at the waterhole... Sonia delivers the present that a present that Steph had ordered for Charlie, Charlie that was in Toadie's PO box. It's come back, returned to sender, and so now Steph's up in arms that Philippa 
and Ma- and Max haven't even given the present to the- whatever. Boring. Yeah. Skip two. But mind you, Charlie didn't even look confused when she no. said, "Oh, you know, I bought you that remote control plane or whatever it was." Charlie just looked vacant. Yeah, that's the stun mullet. Mm. <laughs> and Steph flips, runs out, and hops on her motorbike now. Oh, yes. We yes. all know that when Steph's in a mood and hops on her motorbike. Like, yeah, somebody's going to get Ringo'd. People die. Exactly. There, the body count rises when Steph's on her motorbike in a mood. Okay, so who do you hope dies? Oh, okay, here's fun. Well, I think it's time to um, euthanize Doug. Euthanize Doug. It's just. I finally Suze was, wasn't still on the road. <laughs> no, we need to keep Suze safe. <laughs> Okay, well, Doug could go. Uh, it's time to put Doug out of his misery. Tyler, actually, Tyler could go. I mean, he... Oh, really? It could be a bit of revenge on Tyler for yeah, I am, like, not finding a meds. I am pretty pissed off with him about the meds. Like, what a useless idiot. Mm. He pulled a Willis that day. And look, Xanax, I did... She was a bit more palatable when she was in the hospital and speaking in hushed tones. Mm. But I could use a bit of a breather from her. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Jimmy. Jimmy's always lost. Nah, no, I'm all right with Jimmy. No, but Jimmy's always lost. You want him to be run over. Well, not fatally. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you wanted. I thought you were suggesting that that oh, so, yeah, someone gets taken out. Well, look, not everyone has to die from getting hit by a motorbike. <laughs> but Steph's Steph's motorbike is lethal. So, all right. Well, then I don't know. Uh, that's okay. those are my candidates. Maybe maybe we put it to our listeners who should have Steph killed <laughs> at Neighbours Pod. I hope Bossy's off the road. We haven't seen her <gasps> oh all week. Not Bossy, no. If there is actually one person, one creature in the yeah. street, I do not want to see Ringo. It's it's Bossy. They don't have enough lumber to build another gazebo to fix her. If anything goes wrong. <laughs> Maybe they'll hear Bossy and she'll just like ricochet and go down the well. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway. So that's where we are. We're back to normal. The heat wave's over. Unfortunately, it's not. The heat wave's not no, over we're still for us. Hot. Still hot here. Hot in here. We've got a light sheen, like all the characters. I could get you a bottle of Fiji water. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Drop us a line. Email us because I, I just want to hear you, from people. If you've got any opinions on any of the crazy theories we've raised today, yep, neighbourspod at gmail.com. How do you cope in a heat wave? Do you sit <laughs> in a 50-degree car? That actually sounds like a, a real talkback topic. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, I just get a tea towel, wet it, and put it over a fan. I, I liked Sonia's approach, so how she kept cool in her power blazer was just had a little mini fan <laughs> held up to her face all the time. Like, loved it. I'm surprised she didn't have Aaron mm. fanning her. Oh, he would do that shirtless. Totally. Naomi, like would, a, yeah. Naomi would have hired him to do that. Yeah. Come on, Sonia. Think. <laughs> so that's it. I'm Vaya at Vaya Pashos on Twitter. And I'm Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. And we'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks. Bye.